Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl D- Duty. Yeah. With me, as always, is the man whose top scores are always legitimate, Mr. Drew Celestino. At least I claim they are. Yes. Apparently, uh, you know, all you need to lay claim is a, you know, Polaroid of your screen. Well, it was the 80s. Well, no, this was like stuff that's happened recently. For those oh. for those well, of you who don't know, and that's for this one's probably most of you. Um, there's a gentleman who goes by the name of Billy Mitchell, who's made his fame by laying claim to having the top score ever in Donkey Kong and He's renowned for, I guess, playing the perfect Pac-Man game, things like that. Well, turns out old Bill was kind of fudging his scores or using uh, unrecognized software, things like that. So, yeah. Which sure. I'm okay with because if you ever seen the movie uh, King of Kong, that eh, guy's kind of a douchebag. Well, he can't, you know, he, he might have been playing <laughs> that up for the sake of the film, but, you know. It was a documentary. You you can play things up for the sake of a film. <laughs> Even documentaries have their wink, wink, nudge, nudge, kind of. Anyway, so yeah, uh, he doesn't look good for him. Which yeah. I okay, sure. <laughs> Here we are back again. We're back. We're back in our familiar surroundings of the Cobra Island Studios at Drew's place. Ah, opening statement stir. Oh, jeez, you're on a man. roll today. This uh, this cold. Well, I've gone from like speaking as little as possible for the past since last Tuesday night after we got done recording to, yeah. you know, getting full throttle back into it. Uh, that being said, opening statements, how was your week? Uh, week's, been, week's been fine. Uh, not quite as eventful as last week, so I don't have a 20-minute diatribe on the glory of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. But um, it's good. It's good. We had game night on Friday. How was game night on Friday? It's cool. I was not in attendance. You were ill. That's okay. Don't you, you keep your viral death unto yourself over there. Uh, it was nice. Um, we played a game, and the name escapes me. I want to say it was like <laughs> Assassins or something like that. Wasn't it called Adrenaline Rush? Adrenaline. That might be it. Yeah, okay. And it was with an A. It's like first-person shooter, the board game. So you run okay. around the map, and you get weapons, and you, 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 you kill each other. <laughs> How was it? Pretty good. I think yeah. if I could play it, I I did poorly. But if I were to play it again, I would have a whole different strategy and acquire different weaponry and just lay waste to everyone. I I'm surprised you've never picked up the Doom board game. There's a Doom board game. Yes, I feel like I should have it. It's uh, it's I think it's a little up there in price. It's like eighty dollars. Oh, it's never a, mind. It's a big box game. Oh well, I have a threshold. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I spent $120 on two copies of Doom so far, so 80, 80 for the board game. We'll see. We'll see about all that business. It's got miniatures. I do like miniatures, especially like Doom. Like really good miniatures. They're Doom too, miniatures. I, 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 could be, I could be sold on Doom miniatures. Um, I'm, don't, and then we, I, uh, what was the, the fruit game that we played with Alan a few weeks back? Forbidden Fruit. That. Uh, something, like, fruit. something like that. We played that again as well. Uh, so good stuff. Um, <coughs> that was Friday. Uh, Saturday. Um, ritual, band practice. Uh, 
onto uh, Diaper Party for Tim, um, which was cool. Had some drinks, had some food. And Saturday evening, after I kind of got home from that, I decided, uh, for whatever reason, to watch Batman 89. Ah, yes. For the the first time in a long time. We had a lengthy text discussion on this. Strange. Yeah? It was surreal, in a way, to watch that movie again with some fresh eyes. Yeah, what what were your takeaways? It's a solid flick. Uh, Some curious choices were made. But aesthetically, strictly aesthetically, and uh, sonically, what a tremendous movie. Every Batman movie should look like that. Not even Returns, which was from the same director, looked like that. Yeah. And I, I dare I say to its detriment. Batman 89 just is like visually incredible. The Anton first design work in that movie is stellar. The 40s uh, kind of uh, costuming with the modern cars, but the art deco aesthetic, but like the 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 ugliness of Gotham. Yeah. It looks t- just modern enough. Yeah. It, oh, dude, it, it, it just works because it looks real, but but fantastic at the same time yeah. and it really puts batman into his own little world and the dark knight movies and stuff like they're great but it's you know chicago yeah. basically you know that's the chicago way that's the chicago way and that's fine because that's what you know what nolan was going for but i feel like you know batman should have that kind of fantasticness to yeah. it to a degree all the, all, i think all the dc uh characters and films would benefit greatly totally more and that's kind of what we discussed when we were talking about justice league yeah, the yeah. parts were like leaned into the fantastic and that and those were the cool the parts more comic book aspects were the parts that worked right 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 so uh yeah that, it was that part of it I, I was like man and danny elfman's score dude is yeah. just like man that that dude was working back in the in the late mid to late 80s elfman was on fire compared to his Justice League score, which I couldn't tell you much about. Yeah. Kind of a shame. Anyway. The parts where we really paid attention was when he was dipping in to the well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like when the slightest inkling Although, of the Batman theme the, turned uh, up, I was like, oh. When Wonder Woman first shows up, that whole scene in the museum or whatnot, he was kind of strutting there. That I did oh, okay. notice that, that it was very elfman Ish. I like when he goes full Elfman. Yeah. Don't don't hide. Just embrace. <laughs> just just be you. Give me the Beetlejuice score over a superhero movie. I'm I'm good. Um, but you know the 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 Joker character. Joker's fine. The visual is great. Yeah, and the and joke the Joker is is fine and mm-hmm. Jokery. But the whole tying it to Jack Napier and and the gangster origin and the girl Felicia and all like yeah. you know what I mean like. You're, you're, yeah, I don't need all that. I don't, I don't need the origin to be so like simple, I guess. Like, oh, he's betrayed by a lover and, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just doesn't, that's not really adding anything to the mythos here. Um, and even though I don't like that they made, uh, Jack Napier, the Joker kill, uh, Batman's parents, I was always amazed by that actor who played younger Jack Napier because he looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme's twin. Uh, is, 
He does look like Van Damme, <laughs> but but he also but he also looks like Nicholson, but he yeah. also looks like Van Damme. But that's kind of creepy, especially when he smiles. You're just yeah. like, Can't you just make this guy the Joker. I- <laughs> <laughs> look at that smile. Yeah, but you yeah, to put prosthetics on Nicholson to give him the smile. They couldn't sell the uh, they couldn't sell the movie on that guy. So yeah, um, Keaton. <laughs> Keaton still a great Batman. Not so much Bruce Wayne. And you mentioned that to me, and I said, I don't think the script really gave him a chance to be a good Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have a lot to do as Bruce Wayne, so he doesn't have a chance to really kind of be Bruce Wayne-y. But just physically, I feel like his size was a factor in the movie. Like, when I saw him, I'm just like, oh, outside of the costume, Bruce. How you looking there, Mr. Mom? <laughs> You're just not really, not much to you, is there? <laughs> I mean, say what you want about Ben Affleck, but like, you know, dude, he be hulked up for the yeah. role, and it's like, okay, well, he's got some beef to him, so I buy that Batman, and Bale too, so yeah. you know, um, but still, Michael Keaton, I'm not gonna, I can't, I can't besmirch the Keaton, I love him too much. Uh, Vicky Vale's character has its place in this story in that she's kind of like our eyes into the world. So it works, but I also feel like again, giving the love interest this kind, the whole love interest is, angle is pre two thousand eight. So right, yeah, there's yeah. Like, there's got to be a hero. There's got to be a villain. There's we got to be an origin girl. story for both, and there's yeah. got to be a love interest. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. That's that's pretty much the template that we had to follow up to that point. Um, so yeah, the Joker fawning over her and Batman too, and you know, it just eh, don't I don't need it. I don't need it. But there it is. Yeah. So I think for me, ultimately, the because I I saw it recently, a couple of years back, the the visuals and the music hold up completely. Oh yeah, and are near perfect. Uh, the characters and the story don't really hold up at all. Yeah. The movie opens with Batman watching a mugging. This and does nothing. Yeah. 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 A mugging. Yeah. Of parents with, with a kid, a kid <laughs> in an alley. I know. If there's any one crime, <laughs> Batman's going to trip over his cowl to bust up. It's that. Yeah. You're right. No, you're you're absolutely right. But say love you. Here we are. Yeah. Um Yeah. I I think Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, this may sound hot takey, but ultimately, looking back, I don't think Nicholson's Joker is all that great. I still enjoy him, but it it's just it's just the, the tying it to the Napier thing and all that. It's just kind of like I I just don't need because you know what happens. You identify him as one thing, and then when he changes, you're still recalling the old thing, and you're like. I don't. I don't want the Joker to have that point of comparison. He just. He's just the Joker. Yeah. And how he acts and how he behaves. I don't need to be reminded of what he was or whatever. <laughs> like he just is. One thing we both agreed on is that movie could have used a lot more Jack Palance. Oh sure. I, well, any yeah. movie could use more Jack Palance. But yeah. You know. You know what I, I was actually thinking. Um. After we'd stopped talking, I was like, if you wanted to do. A Batman movie like that with Batman and Joker and you kind of want to do Joker's origin. You know what you do? You do a movie that's from the perspective of Gordon. Sure. Like, you, well, then you're getting into like year one meets uh, 
sort of year one meets uh, a killing joke. Yeah, but you don't have... You know? See, dogs agree with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have like any narrative from Batman or the Joker. It's 100% from Gordon's he's perspective. He's observing. He's observing and he's encountering. So you almost treat Batman like the shark in Jaws. Oh. And kind of Joker the same way. I could be... I could be... Uh, I could be sold into that, but I don't know if audiences would agree. Yeah. They want Batman and the Joker. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so, anyway, um, that was uh, Saturday, for the most part. And dogs Sunday. Are out there. Well, I think the wife is home, so... Ah. Um, we may actually want to give Lucas a chance to go say hi, so just give him a little... There he goes. It's so exciting around here, folks. Sunday, um... The jury is vocal this week. Oh, yeah. We need we need some order in this court. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. Um, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, right? Yes. So, um, that was pretty much the day. Um, all day, I didn't really do much. I kept took it easy, which, yeah. you know, I wanted to do. Played some Wolfenstein. Um, Getting any better for you? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. It's it's just different, and for for better or worse, it's just a different game than that I want from a first person shooter. Now I guess. Yeah. So anyway, I still think you would have because you would have benefited from a buffer between <laughs> Doom and that. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, Super Bowl. Um, I went to a private event. Um, at a bar uh, locally, and uh, went with the old man, and it was. Great beer selection, had some food, and I could not have asked for much more out of the game, sir. Yeah, that game was incredible. <laughs> and I'm very pleased with the outcome, and Tom Brady and the Pats can go eat it and pound sand, because <laughs> may, may they never, ever, ever win again. Yeah, they'll be back next time. I know. You know that. I know that. But I like to, let me let me believe for a minute <laughs> that, they, okay. that, that they might break up. So, anyway, that was cool. And that kind of just brings us back into the week as it were right now. Here we are. Here I am. Um, and Bob's your uncle or whatever that Canadians yeah. say. So Cool. And you, sir. Oh, me. Besides your illness and whatnot. That was pretty much it. No, that, that'll like, do it. Tuesday night after we recorded a game on, like as you could tell, my voice was shot afterwards. Um, Wednesday I went to work. I was feeling like crap the whole day. Thursday night, coughing so much, I sleep out on the couch because I don't want to wake up Julie or the baby with the coughing So our rooms are relatively close together. Yeah. Um, so Thursday I woke up, could barely move, just aches all over, coughing like crazy. And 101 temperature. That's a little high. Yep. So, um, fortunately, the insurance plan we're on has a really neat little service called Virtual Visits. Okay. So, I had a doctor's office visit through FaceTime on my phone. I've done that with, uh, what do they call it? I'm, I have the, uh, the, the uh, I have the same app. Well, not the same app, but an app. Uh, doctor, doctor on Demand. So I, I, yeah. did, I did that before as well. That was kind of neat. It was interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, the world we live in. I know, right? So I got like a prescription out of it for like a super amoxicillin and I've been taking that two times a day. Uh, and then 
Thursday and Friday, I was home from work. Uh, just curled up in a blanket. Pretty much, pretty much. You know, you know, I'm sick when I barely even want to play video games. Yep, I know that feeling. I'm just like, good. what can I watch that's tolerable on television? That okay, great. I will leave it there and then go watch replacements. Okay, with Keanu Reeves. I, it, whoa, <laughs> he's whitey. Um, movie's funny. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty much like I started to feel a little bit better Saturday and then Sunday was feeling, um, up snuff yesterday went back to work and came home with a pounding headaches. I was coughing so much. Welcome back. Yeah. Well, you know. Isn't it funny how you regress when you go back to work? Office building. (laughs) Don't really clean out the air ducts that much and whatnot. It's almost as if work is bad for us. Yeah. Oh, well. Spoilers. Got to pay the bills. I I know. I know. It's (laughs) terrible. It's terrible. Uh, Which, damn, went back to Abe and feeling gradually better. Um, But yeah, that that was pretty much it. There you go. I did. Julie has been amazing and great in taking care of me and like taking William out of the house so I can get some rest and things like that. She went and grabbed my comics for the week. Uh, So that was nice. Didn't have a lot this week. Only had... Two books, I think. I had two or three. It was very light, which Defenders I'm, I'm good with. And Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers. Mm. Yeah. Which is, you know, fun. Sure. Stupid fun. Um, Defenders is still really good, though. I'm catching up. I'm almost, I'm, I'm coming around. It's coming up on the read pile. So <laughs> You haven't even started yet, have you? I'm not, uh, no, I did. I'm, I think I read through like issue four or five. Okay. So I'm, I'm in there. I just got to get up there. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit, but yeah. you know, some other stuff kind of took precedent. So, so yeah, um, that was pretty much my week. Dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send any questions to the show or comments, you can find us at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdupodcast.com. That being said, also, if you would like to meet us in person, God we, knows why. <laughs> we have an appearance coming up this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, as mentioned la- on last week's show, we will be at Game on Land on Delaware Avenue in Buffalo, New York, Saturday for their fighting game tournament. Um, I will be competing in at least one game, possibly two. Um, we will be there. We're going to have uh, a new official t-shirts that we will be sporting. I mean, granted, they're just for us. Cause, we're not going to be selling them just yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not going to be selling we're just yet. Market for, yeah. But there will be something for you if you show up outside of the joy of meeting Drew and myself. Um, we're going to have a whole stack of comic books. We're going to be just giving away to you folks. Um, I've gone through the collection and purged out, which just I feel is just unnecessary to keep. It's all recent stuff, to, so don't think you're going to be. Here's my, my crap. Yeah, take my Here, crap. Here's my Amazing Spider-Man 300. <laughs> it's all yours. Yeah, no, um, no, it's good stuff. It's just as you get older, you begin to realize the importance of having space. 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 Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm struggling with that in yeah. here, but we'll get there. Because and these comics are. Not going to be worth anything for at least 60 years. Way so. to sell them to people. But, hey, they're good reads. Good stuff. All right. 
There you go. Um, so yeah, come out, see <laughs> us. Uh, I believe the event starts at 12 and goes to like usually about five or six and then people hang out afterwards. I'll be there for the early sesh. So gonna be a lot of, a lot of good time. You can also catch it on stream and we'll, uh, we'll post that as well. We're going to talk some people there. Have a good time. So that being said, time to go to cross examination. So we will uh, start this week. Actually, on a second, uh, Mr. Chris Taylor has sent in some questions. Uh, first off, have you seen the documentary Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? If not, I'd highly recommend it. it goes into detail of the creation, creation with Eastman and Laird from a tiny 3,000 self-printed run to the Mirage Days to the licensing and cartoons and early movies. I have not seen this. I have not seen this. I looked up a trailer for it. It looks really good. Um, I looked to see if it was streaming on anywhere. It's not streaming for free, but you can like rent it from Amazon. Mm. So I think I might rent it. Okay. Because, you know, love me some turtles. I'd, I'd be curious. Actually, uh, the uh, uh, trailer is expected any day now for the Ninja Turtles in Injustice 2. Ah, so I'm more excited for that than I am the new designs and the new cartoon they're doing. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, that. Do you want to save that for the uh, the case files? Not really. It they're ugly. They look terrible, and Raphael no longer has size apparently. Yeah, and he's the leader. Yeah, Which, word that no. And he's ten times the size of the rest of them. Yeah, no. Let's just there you go. Yeah. There's our there's your review yep. of that up no, front. Thanks. <laughs> I'm good here. Thank you. Second question. Can you explain why DC DC seems to lay heavily on creating TV series that tell pre-origin stories like Gotham, the upcoming Krypton series? And I guess you can maybe lump Smallville into that. It's cheaper. Yeah. When you don't have to include... <laughs> no uh, powers? That's cheap. That That's... Yeah. That's one of the things. Like, they kind of... They had a hit with Smallville, and it lasted and went like 10 seasons, and... I watched Smallville and self-contained, take it for what it was. It was fun. It adds fun moments. Um, Gotham, to me, is just a train wreck. Yes, it's it's trash television that people seem to enjoy, actually. Yeah. Um, they've, done, they've done some interesting things I would like to see done in things other than Gotham. Like, their casting of Rachel Ghoul was perfect. Yeah, that's but at the same time, Rachel Ghoul should not be in that show. No, their aesthetic of Mister Freeze was fantastic. Once but again, Mister Freeze should not be, exactly. Yeah. So, and now you've got, you've gotten they they did they did what I knew they were going to do, which is they've gotten to the point where they've so oversaturated with villains they kind of pseudo have to bring in Batman now. So you've got Bruce Wayne dressing up in like a, not a Batman costume, but think of like a ear uh, earless cowl. And just, I'm sh- it's it's, I'm, it's shaking, terrible. I'm shaking my head right now. It's I, just it's what, terrible. what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like Julie summed it up best. We her and I watched the pile together. Twenty minutes in the pile, she's like, "Why are all these characters here?" <laughs> I knew that show was in trouble the minute I saw Jim Gordon without a mustache. I'm like, "Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done." <laughs> um. So yeah, it was a uh, Krypton. Uh, I mean, you know, you could do a story like that in like an episode of a Superman show. Yeah. But as a show. Yeah. Eh. 
Planet blows up. That's all it's got to do. I don't need to know everything else. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sure. I don't need to know what, you know, Superman's grandfather did to ensure freedom on Krypton. Because <sighs> the end of the story is, boom. It's kind of like why well, I don't need the Star Wars prequels at all either. Eh. Spoilers. The Empire is formed and they... <laughs> there's their story. Okay, cool. I think... Those had questions more people were interested to see answered than, you know, what was Superman's grandpa like? I guess, but it's the same so, idea, though. We know. So, yeah, yeah, but I think ultimately it's because they're a little more cost effective now, which is strange because, like, they're doing shows now that are quality level on par with what Marvel's doing in theaters, which have the visual effects and everything. And so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, the, well, when you think about it, though, those are kind of like the shows they give to the other networks. Like, oh, you want, <clears throat> excuse me, you want a superhero show. Here, you can have Gotham. <laughs> Here, Fox, you can have Gotham. Here, Sci-Fi, you can have, you know. Krypton. Krypton. I, I guess. I don't know. It. Whatever. Yep. Okay, so, Chris, thank you very much for your questions. Next up, Mr. J. Gel Cimino. Oh. Drew and Carl. How many calendar days is it until Jay and Drew go to Long Beach? Uh, calendar days? Let me count. While you're asking that, uh, or while you're researching that, I'll ask you your question. Drew, are you looking forward to going Long Beach? <laughs> yes, I am. My question, Carl, are you looking forward to Drew and Jay going to Long Beach? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Bring back um, like a or something. <laughs> I got 47 days by my count. <laughs> Long Beach NJPW. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be an event. I'm I'm amp. I am quite amped and clearly so is Jay. Clearly. Okay, so moving on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Carl and Drew, what do you think of the Falcon launched by Elon Musk's SpaceX? Would you be willing to colonize the moon or Mars? What thing would you bring from Earth during colonization? Mm, I did watch the launch today, actually. I did it not. It was incredible. Was it, like, different than any normal rocket launch? Um, yeah. Are you, you're not familiar with the SpaceX technology? I, I'm not familiar with the technology. I know it's like a rocket that sends supplies up to the International Space Station. Yes, that it does. But the amazing thing about it was not so much the launch, but the reentry. So the booster rockets that detach when it gets yeah. up in dude the booster rockets are reusable Ooh. they don't they don't just fall into the ocean and they don't just like send out a boat to pick them up yeah no 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 they had cameras on them so they had a four-way split screen of the, of, the, of like cameras mounted to this thing so okay. you know, two of them were on the actual uh, vessel going into space one was centered on the on the thruster Two of the cameras were on. One was on each of the booster rockets. It's they, you know, you see it falling back to Earth through the atmosphere, burning with a fire and all that. Yeah. Then they had a camera on the ground showing that as soon as they started coming back down, like they they, they followed them because they're reusable. They have a reentry burn. The reentry burn adjusts their trajectory, and they landed 
dead center on landing pads back in Cape Canaveral. Wow. It was incredible. I could not... It didn't even look... Like, it was mind-blowing. That's pretty awesome. Like, it's like something you see in a movie. It's real life. They have this technology. So this thing launched a vessel into space, went back through the atmosphere, and then landed themselves on a platform perfectly. That's pretty incredible. It was mind-blowing. I could not believe it. I was like... Yeah. We are living in the future. Yeah. I I would definitely be all for colonizing. Let's let's colonize the moon. We we'll know start we, small. We know we can get there. Yes. Um. I think one of the great tragedies of the past forty or so years is how little we've explored space. Yeah, we got up there, and then we're all of a sudden we're like, all right, we're, we're here. Done. Yeah. Well, there was no one left to compete with. Yeah. America kind of won all the things and said, we well, we're good. Good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can start on the moon. Uh, Mars is intriguing, um, albeit, you know, cold and desolate and yeah. dead, but so is the moon. So what are you going to do? But uh, you got to take small steps in order to take the next small yeah. step. So these are the steps that must be taken. We really should be up there. We should be doing stuff and using it as launch pads towards bigger and, and better, um, wherever that may, may take us. Uh, what would I bring with me? I got a ring guitar. I got, I'd have to, I would need something to do <laughs> while I'm up there besides, you know, farm potatoes or whatever and drink my own pee. I, you know what? This is going to sound cheesy. I would bring my Bible. It would be really cool to read God's word while sitting on one of his most immaculate creations. Yeah. yeah that's what I would bring. All right. Um, so, yeah. I, I suppose you'd have to say we'd have to terraform Mars first. Uh, well, that's we'd have, we'd if you're going to gonna move, colonize it, that's part to, of the process. We'd have to move the little marbles around on yes, the cards. I, I see what you like did that. there. Carl, are you hurt that Drew didn't get you a ticket to see New Japan in Long Beach, California? Um, no. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> you know what? Can't afford a trip to California right now. That ticket wasn't cheap either. So yeah, I know. <laughs> just, if it was like if it was like local and he didn't like he didn't say, hey, I'm buying tickets. Do you want one? Might be a little miffed, but you know, not talking like relationship ending here. But yeah, no, he's he's going. He's going to. This is this is a. Uh, uh, there, there are there's there's funds being spent here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Drew. Yes. With the switch officially outselling the Wii U in just over a year. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'd be just under a year. Because yeah. Switch came out in March, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Not even a year yet. Uh, what do you think was the Wii U's biggest downfall? Ah, uh, twofold. First one, big one, branding. Terrible branding. People out of the gate didn't know what it was. Is it a new system or is it like a new controller for the Wii? Yeah, because the base console didn't look didn't outrageously look that different. different from, it looked like a curved right. Wii. And the controller was really the point of emphasis and all the, all the advertising. Yeah. People were confused. I wasn't because I kind of I knew, but to your your average person, 
they had no idea. Like they, oh wait, it's what now? Like what? Oh, it's this other thing, but it's the Wii, but it's not. <coughs> so yeah, that was a huge mistake. Uh, the second thing, um, basically, lack of <clears throat> execution. Well, okay, three things. Lack of execution is my second thing, and that mean what I mean by that is the tablet was great, and as we're finding out on the Switch, like. All the potential was there. Unfortunately, it it, it 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 couldn't operate independently of the system, so you had to be within range of it. It wasn't like they knew they were onto something, but they weren't quite there yet. Yeah. So lack of execution was really um, a problem there. Third thing, lack of third party support. Um, and this 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 is basically every Nintendo console. It feels like, but third parties just don't want to invest and if they don't want to invest then it, it's it's a it's an uphill climb for nintendo to do it alone it and also it also seems like nintendo pulled the plug on that system a lot more quickly than they have on systems in the past because i got one for christmas one year and then like i didn't i got the super mario world 3d bundle so i got that with yeah, it yeah great game i think i borrowed a game or two from you there were also just like the super mario brother u games mm-hmm um, but then nothing came out that I wanted to get. Like I said, Nintendo had to go it alone and, you know, like there wasn't they're, even they're... a Nintendo. Like, I think the biggest Nintendo release that came out after I got my Wii U was, uh, Captain Toad. Hmm. Okay. Well, Super Mario Maker, was that out there? When... Yeah, that came out. Okay. Cause that was a flagship. That, that game, my God, I love, I love that. Um, so much fun. But again, like I said, they had to go it alone. And Nintendo's only so big; they can only put out so many titles on their own. <laughs> so they, yeah, you know, they need support, and support wasn't there, and they had to they had to do what they had to do. And it to be, I mean, it did have a five year life, and that's kind of the standard nowadays for a console. But that, I would say that's the old standard. New standard is kind of more between seven and eight years. Yeah, but usually the the follow up, like they don't. Pull Although, the, who knows where we're gonna go now that we're using yeah. like you know. Every two or three, we're gonna have a new iteration or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, um, those are those are where where it fell short. I enjoyed it. I loved all the games I had for it. I feel like you know, ultimately, it was a good system that was this, it was it was just wasn't quite ready yet. And the Switch basically delivered on all of the yeah. promise that the Wii U had. You can you can definitely tell the lessons Nintendo learned from the Wii U when the Switch was rolled out. Yeah. It was very clear, defined. This is what it is. This is what it can do. This is what it potentially can do in the future. Right. Oh, and by the way, here's a Zelda game. Yeah, <laughs> that helped. That that really helped actually. But yeah. Did you do Mario sold more? Can you believe, like I yeah. thought you know Zelda game of the year and Mario sold like twenty million more copies than Zelda. That's kind of tough because look at the install base between when. Zelda came out, and when Mario's out, I think that kind of skews it in because if ever, because remember when Switch first released, yeah, they sold more copies of Zelda than there were Switches available. Right, right, right. So if you have like, let's say, let's say it's a year after the Switch has been out. And then you do like Zelda in the beginning of the year and the Mario at the end of the year like they did. I think Zelda probably outsells Mario. I think what helped Mario, not saying Mario wasn't a great game. Loved it. Played it. It's fantastic. 
Um, Zelda's just not my cup of tea, so I didn't play that one, but I recognize that it's a landmark game. Um, so, but Mario kind of had the advantage where more people physically had switches when that game came out than when Zelda came out. I guess, but the numbers are really skewed. I th- it's, it's strange. I think uh, <coughs> Mario just has that more broad appeal than Zelda. Zelda's a little more hardcore. Well, especially those titles. Because with Mario, there's still a little bit of guidance as to like where to go and what to do. A little bit, like sure, that. sure, sure. Whereas Zelda, from everything you've told me, there's little to none. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like it's wherever you want to go, go. It's not as you know maybe little kid friendly. No, definitely not. As Mario was. No, it it doesn't hold your hand and it and it sends you on your way and uh, yeah, Mario Mario is the more broad appeal uh, kind of title and and Zelda's for the for the kids who want more. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. We appreciate them. They'll bring us right over to the case files. And since we're talking about Nintendo, let's just jump right in. Uh, Nintendo had some news stories uh, this past week. One we kind of already knew. They were just, I guess, reinforcing that they're going to do it. Uh, the other one was a the rare Nintendo announcement that Drew doesn't care about. Um, <laughs> the first one, the one we kind of already knew, is that Nintendo announced that there will be they are making a Super Mario Brothers movie with Illumination, who we knew you this. know from uh, Despicable Me and the Minion movies. Yeah. yeah they do good animation over it. Despicable Me movies are, are fun and enjoyable. And I hate the Minions, though. Yeah, the, mini- the Minions are good in small doses. Well, let's hope that That's, they don't turn the Goombas into the Minions or whatever. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't... I Fine. It's fine. Some people are like looking at this news like... If it's not Pixar, it's going to be terrible. And it's like, dude, it's well, going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to kick a Pixar, uh, Pixar Mario movie out of bed right. for eating crackers. Right, right. But yeah. No, it's the uh, that same studio also made like the Secret Lives of Pets and all that. And I, I, I like that one. That, yeah. was, that was cute. I'm an animal guy. Movie, I'm, yeah. you know, so. They're a capable animation studio. I, and Shigeru Miyamoto is producing. So I feel like if there is going to be any uh, overly creative annoying decisions someone from nintendo will be there to kind of be like no 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 that's not what we're doing here so you're, so you're not so you're saying that kevin hart will not be the voice of mario i mean i'm not saying that he won't well first off do we know that he's okay because he, he kind of got blocked at the super bowl trying to get on stage <laughs> that was funny and i just don't i want to make sure he's not funny. in jail or anything and he's not, okay. not for nothing i'll take kevin hart as toad Sure, <laughs> that would he be, could be Toad. I'd be, be good for that. You know what's going to be weird about that, though, to be honest with you, though, is the voices in those games are kind of like, bec- they've kind of become defined over time, yeah. whereas back in the 8-bit days, we had nothing. Yeah. But now, Mario, he talks like this. Can, and like, you know, Toad, now Toad kind of has like the, <laughs> yeah, that that voice. Like, yeah. we got to get away from that now? Oh, no, it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. Can we get John Leguizamo's Luigi? Can you? Can you? No. Come on. No. Let him, let him. Let him make up for it. No. No. It's not his fault. He had a pulse in that movie. But, <laughs> no. He, I, he needed a paycheck. I need... I'll t- I, I just... I hope there's ample fan service, though, to be honest. Like, I need some Luigi Death Stare in this movie. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. I need some Death Stare. Yep. Uh, I'm going to need Mario at some point to just run around with no shirt on, because people apparently lost their minds. Oh, I got news on that, too, by the way. More fan stuff doing fans? Well, Nintendo answered questions, and they were flabbergasted that these were issues. 
So the producer of Super Mario Odyssey came out and answered fan questions, and people asked him, how is it that Mario has nipples but no belly button? And he was kind of taken aback, like, why do you care? Yeah, it's like, this, <laughs> really, this is a thing? Oh, so we got confirmation that Toad's uh, head is his head. It's not a hat, which anyone should know because he's a mushroom. He's a mushroom person. I, 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 and again, I don't care. <laughs> again, I don't care. <laughs> Me neither, man. I literally, I don't care. Good. Drew. Good. I don't care. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't care. What else did they do this week? Uh, they cool. announced um, a new mobile game. Oh, yeah. Don't care. Yeah, This is the rare Nintendo. They announced something else, too, but get to the mobile uh, game. The mobile game is Mario Kart Circuit or yeah, Mobile War. Mario Kart Mobile. Why, sure, why, why not? Why, Mario Kart Run was fun. Why do I want that when I have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the best Mario Kart game ever ever made on the Switch? Cheaper? Fine. You could have it. I'm good. You know what else they announced, though? What's up? Finally, the launch date for their online network, March. So in March, we get the Nintendo network. 20 bucks a year. Less than half the cost of the other guys. Uh, well, I would hope so. They're really not established in this area to go around charging 60 bucks for their services. Well, neither was, neither um, were the other guys before they did. So. I mean, eh... Okay, sure. But they again, this going back to previous conversations we've had on this, this isn't the reason I go to Nintendo. That's fine, but for 20 bucks a year, it's, it's it, fine, fine price. Give it give it to me. Let's see what you got, especially if they say, "Hey, by the way, with that comes your subscription to the archives. We can play all our old games." Yeah. They haven't really They're not. said that yet, if the, but if it's something like that, it will be like, you know, like they mentioned Ice Climbers, you know. That stuff is in there. The there are Mario Brothers. Yes. You won't get, like, the premium stuff all you can eat. Like, you know. Probably not. Yeah. But maybe. People are holding out hope, and I'm not necessarily, but I'm Cause, open. Cause I want to be surprised. They they know there's that person out there who's going to, you know, pay 15 bucks or whatever it is for. Or actually, no, on Wii U, they were, like, 6 bucks each for, like, you know, original Super Mario Brothers sure, again. Sure, sure. Yeah, but you could have them. You could you could nickel and dime like that, or you get everyone hooked on the twenty bucks a year, forever, and still nickel and dime them with you know the premium archive games. <sighs> I I hope not, but you're probably right. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. Let's let's let's, there's, let's there's give a them reason, a shot. There's a reason Nintendo has piles and piles of money. That is true. You're you they're, are absolutely correct. They're coming out with a seventy dollar expansion. For their system that is built out of cardboard. You know... Which they know doesn't last very long. That's fine. You know, you, you joke, though, but all the... Have you read the reviews on this Yeah, stuff? the reviews are very People great. People say it's great. Yeah. Apparently, sure the, ca- apparently the camera in the one, we, in the one uh, uh, Joy-Con is cooler than we thought it was. Okay. Like, the, the, the little remote control car thing you can build, it has a mode where you can control it with the Switch console, you know? Yeah. That camera is infrared, so they showed it on the switch on the on the on the the switch proper. It's a camera on your controller. We didn't like who thought that was even there. They're like underselling this thing. That's, You're getting one, aren't you? No, but it's kind of neat. I'm not not doing Drew. it. Not doing it. 
Not, quote me, nah, not happening. We are men of action here. <laughs> Lies do not become us. I might be springing for a $190 modern Super Nintendo, but I'm not buying cardboard. <laughs> that thing's 190 bucks. But the analog Super, Super NT? Yeah. Yes. The high definition right. Super Nintendo. Okay. So it's got all the video modes you could ever want. Scan line functionality if you want it. Audio functionality that you can tweak. Uh, any visual output you can imagine it can handle. It's got wireless controllers. Yes, it does. All right. I was about to say. One of them for an extra $40. You have to see, The system doesn't even come with a single controller? No. Wow. Here's what it does, though. It does run over Bluetooth, and you can use a PS4 controller with it, or your Switch controller. Okay. Or anything. All right, the, yeah, The folks fine. at Analog are pretty on the ball. This is not a Nintendo, this is not a sanctioned well, Nintendo no, product, know you know that. Yeah. Uh, but it is not software emulation. This is a, this is hardware. This is this is hardware. It's so, there's going to be no input lag, no, it's, it's for all intents and purposes, a Super Nintendo that can run out of HDMI, or RGB, or any other video output you can imagine seamlessly and perfectly. And it's, it is identical to the Super Nintendo. In price as well. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's truly retro. You know what's amazing? It, adjusted for inflation, it's cheaper. <laughs> you, know what the, you, know what, you know what those consoles cost us back in the day? Did you ever think about that? Like 300 bucks? Like 299 back standard. in the day? You know what two ninety nine then would be now like six hundred. They were doing the they were doing PS three pricing <laughs> in nineteen ninety one. Oh, bless our parents! Yeah, <laughs> bless our parents! Yeah. Oh my God! Back in the day, were bare minimum. I was such a bad kid. Bare minimum. <laughs> you got two controllers in a game. Yeah, those were the days. And that was everybody you know doing that. I think the Genesis was the first console to only come with one controller. No, the original package came with two controllers Did in the it? game. Yep. Okay. Two controllers and Altered Beast. All right. All right. I, I'll, Later, I'll, I'll believe initial, you for now. The initial releases always... Well, I got an initial release, so, you know. But the initial releases of pretty much every classic system... Oh, yeah. You got two controllers and a game. Two controllers and a game. Then, like, after a system been out a couple years, they come out with, like, the cheap package. That would yeah. be, like, just a console and one controller. Oh, now you get nothing. Yeah. I think the first system not to come with a packing game was PlayStation. I'd believe that. Came with a packing demo. Oh, well. Anyway. It was like an eight-game demo, so, you know. But, yeah. Um. So, yeah. That was Nintendo's Hello Blue this week. <laughs> uh, Drew. Huh? As you had mentioned, the Super Bowl was this week. It sure was. As what the Super Bowl has come to do, commercials this year... Pretty, pretty boring and some real uh, questionable commercials. By the way, this year. Oh, who are you mad at? Uh, hi, Dodge. Maybe invoking oh, yeah. Martin Luther King is not a good way to sell trucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're getting roasted for it. Oh yeah, I know that hard um, as they should. Anyway. That aside, yeah, very uneventful commercials this year, which, fine, I don't care anymore. I work for an ad agency. I see ad all day. I'm good. <laughs> one, uh, one, thing, one thing I did want to ask you about, and try to answer this, like, I get your rage towards 
this and okay. it's understandable and but try to answer it as biased and as, as unbiased you mean as yeah as unbiased and mm. as less rage as possible mm. the budweiser commercial yes where they did the water thing is that something they actually do or i have no idea okay i was I, just curious anything they do is is marketing so it, what what did they say? I I probably missed it. What they do? Like shipping, like they stop producing beer and start filling cans with water and shipping them to like disaster areas. I have no idea if they actually do that. If they're putting it in a commercial, I'm gonna assume that they do because I don't think as Dodge might be completely tone deaf, but Anheuser Busch generally is very aware of their brand. So if they're gonna put out some kind of philanthropy in an ad, I'm gonna take them at their word and they say yes. They probably do that. All right. Um, they have they have enough breweries in the country where they could shut one down for a day and go just put yeah. out water. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. They, good on them. I loathe them, but hey, <laughs> philanthropy. Well, yeah, never mind. I, right. I, I get I get twisted up about I get twisted up about corporations that do good things. And, and then, then advertise, advertise that, that they do the good, good things. things. Yeah, you're kind of defeating the purpose of charity there at that point. Exactly. Um, yeah. See also WWE. So I, I can go off, off on this subject. It's like, because then they'll come back and be like, what, you're mad that we're doing good things? It's, is, is the end result all that matters? Like, yeah, but you're not doing it altruistically. You're doing yeah. it to be patted on the back for it. And that is not why you do it. And that's my problem with it. So anyway, yep. that's, a, that's a little aside, folks. No, no, I get you. Um, so with the Super Bowl, uh, especially in the past five or six years, is the new like trailer debut season and trailer for trailer debut season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, that started I think last year, or the year before, and it makes sense to me. Okay. Because Super Bowl commercials t- go out at like one point five million a minute or something like that. They're expensive, but so think about the, the eyes you're getting can, on the product. We can spend $1.5 million a minute, or we can spend like, you know, $3 million for a two-minute full trailer, or we can just spend by, half that. By the 30-second spot. By the 30-second spot and say, Tune in hey, tomorrow. here's where you can go for this. Yes. And that's what we got. Uh, we got, well, well, we'll end on the big one, but we got, out of nowhere, there was, I heard there was a little bit of rumor that Something like this was being made, but the Die Hard remake with The Rock? No, no, because no. that looks stupid. Well, yeah, it's and I love The Rock. Yeah, but this looks dumb. Yeah, I'm not talking. I there's a bunch that we're skipping. Okay, um, the Jurassic World trailer that looked. I didn't know if it was actually real until I saw Chris Pratt in the trailer. Did you see that trailer? I I thought it was a parody until it was like, yeah, oh no, this is actually it. What are they doing over there? Yeah, although Jeff Goldblum's Jeep commercial. Yeah. Put Jeff Goldblum in a commercial, you're going to make me want to buy your if product. If he's not the Grandmaster, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I, need, see- I, I need him in pajamas being delightfully weird. That's that's where I'm at with Jeff Goldblum. Did you see the Target exclusive Funko Pop of him from Jurassic Park? Where he's like laying down. Oh, with the shirt open? The shirt oh, open? yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, so <laughs> we got a trailer for a brand new Cloverfield movie. Ah, yes. Not yeah. only... Like, this was the first we'd heard of it, aside from, like, little rumblings here and there. I heard it was being made. I just didn't know. Yeah, go Not on. only did we get the trailer dropped on us, not only did it turn out it's going to be a Netflix exclusive, but the film was available immediately after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And reviews are in, Carl. It's not good. Well, I mean, 
I'll watch it because I'm curious because I like the uh, the John Goodman one quite a bit actually, um, more so than the big monster one. Um, I'll so I'll check it out. But uh, yeah, that's 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 what we're doing now. Huh? That's I thought that was pretty cool. Like here's this thing. Oh, and by the way, you can have it immediately right after you're done watching this game. It's it's an it's a it's an impressive and bold strategy. In bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for. Him. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it, it's that's the kind of thing you do when you know you got something that's really not hot. So it's like check it out, and then you're like, yeah, it stinks. But I, mean, I I was excited for a minute. I don't know. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, but there is something to be said for building that anticipation. You know. I don't know. Like you know you know who else that kind of bit in the butt? What Sega. Remember the uh, uh, the Dreamcast? Oh, yeah. or no, it was Dreamcast or Saturn. The one that where they 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 went to E three, and people were expecting uh, Saturn. I'm pretty it was sure Saturn. And yeah. the, the guy gets on stage and he's like, "You can go to buy it right now." No one was prepared for that. Like no one, you know. If yeah, you're looking you gotta, at, you gotta you build got, something. You gotta like need some out. lead time. Like you gotta build some anticipation. You gotta get pricing. Especially with something that's like three hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not it's not a one to one parallel with a movie, but yeah. Still, I I feel like you got you know you 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 need time to let people process. Like when is it? Okay, cool. Yep. But in the case of a movie, I guess it's fine. It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheap entertainment. And yeah, cool. Although the Saturn was a great system, was it? It was. It, there were a lot of really cool. Got kind of swallowed up in the wake of the PlayStation, though. Well, the problem is, what ult- I think what ultimately killed Sega is like with their past, with their last two systems, Dreamcast and Saturn. They wanted to be first, so everyone else just kind of waited, see what they did, and then did what they did better. Basically, more yeah. more or less. Um, like, but yeah. Hmm. Um, Yay, Cloverfield. There's a fourth one coming, too, apparently. Sure. <laughs> I just thought that was really cool. Uh, we got a new Avengers teaser. Yeah, not a lot we haven't seen before. No, just a little bit more of, like, you know, the craziness that's going on. And one of my favorite things that the film always does, especially with Spider-Man. Oh, and Cap, to be fair. Keep the damn mask on! I know. I know. I know. <sighs> There's not a lot I rage about, Drew. There's not. I like to, fairly to, to be the, the the hopeful and optimistic <laughs> one of the two of us. Except when it comes to Spider-Man. <laughs> Don't. Oh, just keep the mask on. I feel you. I know since the first Spider-Man movie, this has been a thing. We got to show the actor's face. I, I get it, but I don't like it either. This Cap has at least gotten better. Like the worst, I mean, the worst it was at was Avengers: Winter Soldier. Yeah, but keep in mind, like we're, we're talking War, about, he was like when you think about it, he had the mask on. He did, he did. But now we're talking about a movie where he's going to be no mask for the whole movie and beard. Granted, he has a beard and is majestic, yeah. but you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. And Cap's got a new shield, and people are going crazy because clearly that's going to be his new permanent shield. He's never going to get his original shield back. Yeah, I know. Ever. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a big moment when he picks it back up and everyone's going to pop for it. Relax. Relax. Drew, I'm trying to see the best in people. I'm trying to be hopeful for people. I'm trying to carry the light for people that you discarded long, long ago. You, but you're starting to see why they're start, making you're it start, really hard. You see, what did I tell you about fans, dude? What have I, what have I, what have I, what have I been saying to you? It's dangerous. There's, they're, they, they're, they're crazy. The problem you is, realize that the fans, problem is, it's 
the bad ones are the most vocal. I know. And the good ones, like us, just kind of like, okay, you guys go. I do know. Me. but I'm just going to be over here having fun. I, just remember, fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, I know. You know who else was a fan? Robert De Niro in that movie with Wesley Snipes, and he was a psychopath. I think it was Bobby! called. I think it was called the fan. <laughs> Don't be that guy. He was a dude just throwing knives. <laughs> Look at that pull I just made. That's that's a deep cut. No one remembers that movie but me. <laughs> I remember that movie. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. You're welcome. Speaking of Wesley Snipes, do you hear see the stories that were coming out about the Black Panther movie? Huh? John, he and John Singleton. I heard about that. Before. I heard about that yeah. back then. But he would have made a great Black Panther in the day. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But the movie Singleton wanted to make no, no, probably not. No, it no, it no, wasn't no. time yet. Yeah. Um, it is time now. Uh, I, I also saw Wesley Snipes was like, I want to be in a Marvel movie. It's like, of course you do, man. You got it a jail for tax evasion. I'm sure you're taking any work you can get, brother. My God, he was fantastic in the Expendables. Okay. Expendables 3. Look, no one ever... It opened up with them breaking him out of jail. That's that's amazing. It's uh, no, And they asked him why he went to jail, and you know what he said? Tax evasion. That's incredible. The self-awareness is incredible. That's great. Oh, those movies know what they are. Oh, that, they, t- they steer I, into it hard. I'm actually just... I'm, I I'm, love those I'm, movies. I'll be honest. I'm happy for him for doing it and not dodging it and being prickly about it. That's kind of funny, because yeah. apparently he's he was kind of a jerk. Like in Blade Three, everyone said he was just a total no. Like no one wanted to be on the set of Blade Three because Wesley Snipes was insufferable. I like Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He was good. And he was good back in the day. Yeah, Wesley Snipes was the man. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, all right. Let's Snipes. uh, let's get to the heart of the matter as far as trailers go. Drew, yeah. Um, asking ye shall receive. Apparently, like I said last week, sir, the, the Dis- trust the process. The Disney, uh, the Disney moles are. Um, well, hang on. Well, I guess this is going to be the all-encompassing Star Wars portion of the show. Yep. We 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 asked, we got first trailer for Solo. Yeah, we got a teaser trailer Super Bowl night, and I was freaking out because I didn't think because I heard the I'd seen the announcement like everyone else that said the trailer was premiering on Good Morning America on right. Monday. Right. Um. So I was like, okay, fine. So I didn't expect it. And then I see Lucasfilm come up on the screen. I'm like, ooh. Wait a minute. I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, we got our first look at Solo. Okay. Now, in case you all don't know. Lando Calrissian in a fur coat. Uh, yeah, forget it. I'm in. Sold. Take, take my money. Take, take my money. I mean, it, you sound facetious, but at the same time, yeah, basically. Yeah. I All my cynicism about that movie... And everyone's really rightly with all the the direction, the directors changing, and and like the reports that the actor couldn't act, like all you know, yeah. it was this the, the rap on this film has not been good. But then I see the trailer, and I see Lando Calrissian in a fur coat, and all that goes away because I'm just <laughs> like I want to watch that movie. Yeah, I want that movie. Yeah, I want to see Lando in the fur coat for ninety minutes. I said they know what they're doing. Like, all the, you can tell me all the behind-the-scenes drama, all that stuff. Like, at the end of the day, me personally, I'm like, is Kathleen Kennedy still involved? Is it still Disney? Well. All right. I'm there. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What have they done since they acquired she, the property? 
well, the, we're gonna, we've gotten three gonna, movies uh, from them. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But the trailer itself, I thought was, uh, it looked better than I thought it was going to. This was not a movie that anyone needed. No, we didn't need it, but you, you know, know what? We didn't need to know how Death Star plans got no, stolen either, and that know, became one of my most favorite Star Wars movies of all time. But they didn't have to recast a main lead. That's true. In that, That's so, true. You know what I mean? So there was some leeway there. Here you're recasting Harrison Ford, and it's like, you know, I don't need to know the origin of all... Like I said earlier, I don't need to know where stuff comes from, and I still don't. But this trailer had a pulse, and yeah. it looks neat in a way. Yep. Something about it looked interesting, and it's not so much the story that was intriguing to me, because obviously, you know, spoilers, he gets the Falcon. Yeah, it's probably going to be like a heist movie of right. some sort. And, but the sure. thing that I thought was intriguing, it, it visually looks different somehow and i thought the same about rogue one too where the mainline movies seem to have a certain aesthetic that that just rings star wars aesthetic right yeah rogue one and now from what i can see in solo i can't tell you exactly what it is but they look a little different yet while still feeling like oh yeah it still feels the same but there's there's a there's a a texture or a, a a color palette difference or a framing difference i i it's hard to explain I, I what think, i'm telling you but when i see it, it it's familiar yeah but, but different i and it's i cool. think i think with with rogue one and with with this one they they kind of dial up the crime a bit they I, they embrace more the the classic lived-in look maybe well, that is it we still get that in the new saga films, the Skywalker saga films. Yeah. But there's but the empires all that shiny new stuff. And there's kind of more on the line there with those films than there are with these films. So they can take, they can, they can do different stuff with these films than they've been able to do with the saga films. Perfect example. The, uh, the, the music that they were using in this trailer. Yeah, very different. You ever hear electric guitar in a, no. in a Star Wars film? No. I heard it. I was like, ooh. It's different. Different. What you've been asking for. Yeah. It's I everything think, you've been asking and for. I think it's that's something why, different. I think that's why it kind of struck a chord with me, and I was kind of like, this is intriguing. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of invested here. What are, you, what are you doing for me? And we get like we get that, that stuff that's still familiar to us. Yeah. The Empire, Chewbacca, everything else is... Same but different. You know, we get there's there's a new Tie Fighter out there, and I'm wondering how is that going to incorporate into oh, X Wing? What's <laughs> what's that going to do with X Wing? Of course, you're is looking it going to have a crew component on it? Of course, heavy laser cannon. Naturally, that's where you, that's where you would go. The Falcon looks a little different too. It's the Falcon got, looks different. It's brand new. Oh my god, the interior! <laughs> I saw a great meme. Han, you really let this ship go, buddy. <laughs> I saw a great meme on Twitter. Oh my god, that shows like. The the interior from the trailer. Yes. And the interior, like how we all yes, know it. Yes, yellow and like, brown. This is why you don't buy a white couch. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and that is that is. This brilliant. is why you don't buy a white leather couch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ray, owner, new owner of the Falcon. Yeah. The paint job. Time to reupholster. <laughs> Maybe some OxyClean, you know? Uh, yeah. Get Billy Mays. Oh, he's dead. Never mind. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I forgot. <coughs> I so love, I love Billy Mays, by the way. Sure, that was a tragedy. That was he was coked up, but still, it was a tragedy. 
What a personality Didn't on that like guy. Did he hit his head on a plane or something? He, he had drugs in his head. I forgot exactly yeah. what happened. It was sad, though. We, um, what a personality for a guy with no talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, movie looks great. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see. I, you know, again, it's it's weird because I, I can't block out all of the, uh, the, the reservations entirely. But from what I see, it, it's, 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 it's kind of neat. It's going to be Star Wars. It's going to have moments where you feel like a kid again, and that's all I want from it. Okay. I want to have fun. That's all I want. Hopefully, I we went get in that. last year. I wanted to have fun. I had fun that I got my mind blown at the same time. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, in a good way and a bad way for yeah. a lot of people. Force Awakens, Rogue One, fun. Okay. Crazy fun. Um, so, yeah. Well, I hope you like fun, Carl. Oh, because apparently I'm getting a lot more of it. You're 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 gonna you're gonna have so much fun. You're gonna die having fun. <laughs> it's, well, like my plastic surgeon always says, you're gonna go go with a smile. Here's where my concerns come in, Carl. I'm already a little like, hey, 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 all right, with all the annual installments with the anthologies and the sagas and all that. All right, okay, all right, all right, fine. But now we got Ryan Johnson gets a trilogy. And now the guys from Game of Thrones get a trilogy, and you get a trilogy, and I get I a trilogy. Know, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my trilogy? And we're gonna and, make a tag and bank. Trilogy. And Lucas gets a trilogy, and no, <laughs> Lucas gets no more trilogies. Uh, Not yeah, George Lucas. Was... My no, my dog. Oh, okay. Lucas gets a trilogy. Okay, everyone. I'll, gets I'll a trilogy. watch that trilogy because they're announced the, the Game of they, Thrones. They guys. announced that the the creators of the Game of Thrones television show and showrunners and whatnot uh, will be working on a new Star Wars trilogy. Personally, me having watched Game of Thrones, being a fan of Game of Thrones, I'm okay with this. You realize they didn't write the source material. That's fine. All right. There's still I, something I, to be said even, in talent of adaptation. That's fine. I'm not worried so much about those. Some people think, seem to think like they're gonna invent, they're gonna put rape and death and all this stuff in Star Wars. Yeah, no, I don't think that's no. happening because Kathleen Kennedy Disney. No, won't that she happen. ain't gonna play around. But. <sighs> They didn't say that they're like coming out next year. No, this is down the road, man. Yeah, fine, but I get what you're saying. Look, I get what you're saying. There's something to be said for oversaturation. I like ice cream, Carl, but I can't eat ice cream every day, three meals a day. And if Disney, hey, if Disney you've been, has, you've been eating Marvel's ice cream three meals a year for the past couple it's years. Different, be, it's different. Be, eh, it's not. You get different. I, I, we, we've been over different. this before. You get different characters. You get different things, and you don't have to invest in all of it at once. Star Wars is very ubiquitous, and like you're going to start throwing, like, like hypothetically speaking, if they become the new Marvel universe, essentially, if they start throwing two or three Star Wars movies at me a year. I nah. I yeah. Three. Um, if they if they get to two the point even is like no 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 one a year at the most. Yeah. If they get to the point where they're at the production levels of Marvel, then even I will be like, okay, this is too much. I'm good with one a year. I'm good with the oscillating. Okay, we're gonna tell this main side story, and then we're gonna have this. That's fine. I can fine live with, with that. that. But I think ultimately this goes back. We keep coming back to this, and just it just gets summed up best. I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. You love three movies. I love the world. I so, love five of the Yeah, movies. but you know what? If if Phantom it's all predicated if, on the three. Yeah, if Phantom if uh Phantom Mess, if Please don't go Force there. Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi were never made, you'd still be good. You'd be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want more. I want to hear more stories of this world. I love this world. I want to hear not just 
like these main character stories. I want to see what, hey, who's that guy in the back corner? What's he doing? I want to know his story. If you could tell me a good story about him, I'm willing to listen. Yeah, I, I don't need all that. Your stories, if that, that guy's in the background eating popcorn for a reason, because he doesn't matter. He's, he's set dressing. That's all he is. I don't care what the, you know, I, hey, I love the most, the most nicely band. Those guys jam, dude. They're going to get a movie. You know what's going to happen. I'll go see it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just don't need it. You, oh. make, you make that the Star Wars version of Almost Famous <laughs> with the Boss Eisley Cantina oh Band. God. Shut up. You're not going to see that movie. You know you're going to see that Almost movie. Almost Famous, no. But if they do like a uh, uh, that, thing, Airheads. that thing you do. Or with, yeah, that. That I'm in. Yeah. Especially see? if you get, uh, what's his, what was it, uh, Steve, Steve uh, uh, Zahn? Yeah. Get him in there. He's funny. Captain <laughs> <laughs> Geach and Womp Rat Shooters? That guy, yeah. You right. know you're going to see that that's movie. Right. Stop. You know, a lot of my principles. Stop signing it. We're all signing it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go see that one. Yep. No, it's too... I don't know. And then... The, if the I, movie is Job of the Hutt getting on a diet plan... I'm not watching that one. Uh, Iger Starring came, John Hamm. Iger just came out and said they're also working on several live-action Star Wars shows for Disney's upcoming streaming service. Doesn't mean they're going to make them all. <sighs> Lucas said things for years that never happened, so yeah. maybe that... I just, I'm sure there will be all a I'm is, show. I've already got a little fatigue. Disney, take, this is my WWE advice. I can't miss you if you don't go away. See, here's the thing, though. Your fatigue is with everything surrounding the films. It's but, not... The films themselves, Some, because no, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi—you've loved all three of them. You've had a great time at all three of them. Yes, but I sometimes I need to just kind of stop and smell the roses for a while. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Every year, it's gonna get old. I'm I'm telling you, it's gonna get old. It it's gonna they're gonna burn it out. It hasn't gotten old with Marvel. Disney knows what they're doing. Give it time. You've. It's I'll, fine. I'm going to float this it's out there for you. Fine. I will bet. I don't bet, but I will predict that Solo has the worst opening of any of these movies yet. Uh, probably. Yeah. It is coming out in May, in an already crowded May. They're competing with their own um, franchise, I believe, with Avengers. That that doesn't yes and that, no. that doesn't bode well for their faith in the film. No, not uh, Avengers' first weekend of May, Solo's last weekend of May, summer box office shelf lives are two weeks is where you're getting your peak performance out of anything beyond that is gravy. Um so <laughs> technically Avengers will still be in theaters when Solo comes out, but it will have done its business by then. They're not competing with themselves. I I if they released it like the week after on the same week, yes, that would be horrible and a terrible decision. Just keep it at Christmas. I, no, I agree with that. I, I love Star Wars films at Christmas. I do too. That is And just, it's working for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't you get own it. that season. Yeah, it's weird. You own what is surprisingly enough the busiest time for movies. Well, in ki- theaters. Kids aren't in school. It's Christmas. Yeah. yeah. They're on vacation. Um yeah, just keep me Christmas. You own Christmas. You've owned the Christmas past copyright three Disney. Christmases. <laughs> Christmas you know, is paying royalties to yeah, the mouse. Pretty much. Just uh, do that. Yeah, it's But it's, everything else seems to, I think with I think Solo's May release date was kind of because of the director switch and whatnot. I remember it did get 
uh, moved around. Um, so yeah, we'll okay. uh, we'll see. All right, we will. Yeah, every it'll year. be fine. It'll be fun. We're gonna have a good time. You know, you're gonna enjoy it. Uh, okay. I don't know why you seem so bound and determined to dislike Star Wars. Because I like it in small doses. I like to process it. You get and it bask in small in doses. It. You get one a year. You get a little we, morsel every year. I I could we could do less. Uh no, because I lived in a world where there was less and it wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> as enjoyable. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right. I think that it's pretty much it as far um, as news goes. Yeah. I think so. Yes, we're gonna call it because I'm 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 struggling. So yes, yeah, that's it. That's all the things, all the things that have happened. Yep, probably, for, most likely. <laughs> I mean, I was sick for a lot of the weeks, so I don't. Well, you're back now. I'm back in pog form. So, that being said, oh, uh, look at you. Yeah, not prepared. Time to rustle the papers and break out. A little bit of breakdown. Going back to see our good friend Frank. Non-Ghost Rider Frank. Uh, right. Non-Quippy Ghost Rider. We're just going to ignore that. Frank. Just, it doesn't exist. That's the best way to approach this, really. If that's legitimately Frank Castle, is that the worst thing they've done to him? No, no. As messed up as that is, no. Still, Frank and Castle still. Frank and Castle holds, still is even over Spiritual Avenger. It's, it's one A, one B, really. <laughs> so you know, it, it Frank's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. this space, fine. Anything can happen in space. <clears throat> Angelic guns. Franken Castle. <laughs> If I'm that editor, and you come at me with Frankencastle, get out of my office. You're fired. Rick Remender, you're double fired. I hate that guy. Step into my office. You know, Yes, you can, you can Google the quote, kids. All right. Can't say it here. Episode six, Judas's Ghost. Uh, opens up. We have a charming little dinner scene. Yeah. Kind of. We got families coming together. Yeah. One living, one one dead. One dead. Frank Frank's having visions here. Yeah, Frank's uh having fever dreams. Granted, if I were laying bleeding out septic with an arrow in my back, I'd probably be seeing things as well. Um yeah. so in the vision, um the army guys show up and they kill everybody. And uh I was debating like ooh are they gonna show kids getting shot in a Marvel show and they don't yeah, they, they, no. they, they cut away but you get the idea but for half a second there I was like oh they're really committing to this show <laughs> yeah Oof. um do you think they kind of did this too much the cutaways not so much code but just like the overall visions of the fla- yeah the flashback kind yeah. of stuff um I I want to say. Here's where. Uh, have, have you finished the series on the last episode right now? Okay. And in the episode prior, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Half the episode is flashbacks, or or, or like interpretive side stuff. Um. Uh, you know why? You know why I think I have a problem with it. 
because Marvel shows seem to have this padding problem, and they feel in this show they they feel like they're kind of padding. I know yeah. what they're there for. I know what they're trying to do. And you know, for people that are unfamiliar with the character, I I get it. But it does feel like padding. So yeah, I feel like there might be a, a smidge too many of these kind of scenes in this in this series. Yeah, it it just like you kind of see why they did them in the last episode, but it still seems like because it's pretty much at the beginning of every episode. Granted, I'm not point. I'm not done with the last episode yet. I'm halfway. Yeah, through, yeah, okay? no, that's why. So unless there's a big specifics. swerve coming, I don't know. But let me put it this way: there's a in the second to last episode when spoilers. Frank has a big decision to make. I would have gone in a different direction. And had they gone the direction I would have gone with, it all might have been worth it. But from where I sit right now, it's fairly predictable. Yeah. And it doesn't really go anywhere. But my idea would have been a real... Or you could call it cliche and hack, but whatever. I think it would have been cool, and it would have been more in line with the comics. Well, but we'll get to that in episode 12 or 12, right? Yeah, second to last? Yeah, 12. Yeah. So episode 12, remind us, folks, to come back around to my idea of what I would have done in that episode differently. Yep. Because I'll probably forget, just so you know. <laughs> um, let's see. Micro uh, goes and gets Curtis. Curtis has a lot to do in this episode. Yes, he does. He's coming to the rescue a lot. Yeah. I like Curtis. Curtis is a really good character. He has a good character. He's a good dude. And we find the micro is great with computers and hardware, not so good with icky, fleshy stuff. I mean, remember when they used to flip channels and the surgery channel be on? How much of that could you really sit through before you were like, I can't, I, yeah, I, yeah, nah, just, nah, can't do it. Yeah. Same reason why I can watch like a, like a slasher movie and not care. But yeah. if you show me like surgery, actual yeah. graphic injuries, I queeze up real fast, man. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel you, Micro. I feel you, buddy. <laughs> so, but uh, Frank uh, gets the arrow. Oh. Now, I figured... Not that, pulled out of him. No. Pulled through him. I figured that's what, what they were going to do. I, but, but here's the thing. I didn't know... Like, if, if it had already gone through him and it was just kind of through him, and they just had to pull it out, that's one thing. They sliced into his back, right? Yeah. To to fish it out, does that mean they like they slice through the, the muscle? Like that's that, that that's that's going to be a problematic recovery. There's not a dr in front of my name, so I can't answer your question. To any doctor listeners, um, let us know. Let us know. Like I got to imagine you're cutting through some kind of muscle tissue back there to to slice that open, and all I do is I see Curtis staple the flesh back together but you just sliced his muscle like in half it frank's up I mean, and about a couple days yeah. later like i'm cool i'm sure it heals I, okay not probably not as quick as was depicted no in fact a lot of wounds in this series as i'm noticing uh yeah people have very quick turnaround i mean to <laughs> to a point you can make the argument that you know frank's a marine and there's a different He's tough level that they operate at that's true but uh, there's but yeah. there's pain tolerance and then there's like dude you you, you have no bustle in your back now. <laughs> yeah can you lift your arm 
Is that possible? I don't even know if that's possible. I don't know. So then we got uh, Madani and Billy Russo getting coffee again. Not, again Lots of coffee. Not crazy about the amount of coffee in the series. Um, and then Russo, like, dude, okay, I get if you need to use the facilities. Close the door, man. Now, general common courtesy. I feel you, and I, and I, I clearly hear you. But for what it's worth, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, military dudes don't care. That's fine when you're in the service and you're with a bunch of other guys and whatnot, but you're just... You just I, I hear you, but I knew a guy. Coitus, man. I know. I knew a guy <laughs> who was in, got out. He would drop a deuce right in front of his girl. Just she'd be in there doing her makeup. He'd just show up and drop trout. Yeah, uh, no. I know. Yeah, that's so. If they're going for authenticity, I'd say they 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 did a pretty good job. Yeah, just... I know it's weird, but that's the life that they lead. And apparently, uh, Madani just kind of leaves sensitive homeland security material like you about. do. You know, just just but file here, file there, he, here, he, file he's there. He's got file. no right to really be reading that though. But at the same time, she's you're not right. really stopping him. She's not stopping him. That's true. And through that. Hey, Frank's name's in here. Yeah. So now he's curious about Frank. Yep. So he wants answers, and he's going to spend the whole episode calling out every hour on the hour to Frank on the radio in, in, in hopes that Frank is listening, for, which is a little strange, but yeah. if, if, they th- if, if the feds think he's alive, Billy has reason to believe that he's alive and maybe active. Do we think because of the way this episode ends do you think that billy already knew he was alive he knew that they never found his body yeah he knew that and i think no him knowing what he knows because about with, frank because with rollins rollins you know spoilers on the episode billy offers to get frank out of the country and he never shows up and billy goes into a truck and rollins is there right now, i'm not talking henry rollins no that'd be much cooler <laughs> that'd be much cooler <laughs> Henry Rollins would have made a good Punisher in the yeah, day. Yeah, he would have. Oh. In the day. He still would today. What are you talking about? He doesn't lift anymore. I don't and care. He's, he's much smaller. That rage is still there. It is. It's more. It's a little more concise now, but I love Henry Rollins. He's a great. He's, yeah. he's, he's super cool. Um, I think Billy has been in collusion all along, yeah. obviously, and any altruistic intent that he might have put forth in this episode to Frank was just to get him either in either either to get him into the fold or to get him close enough where Agent Orange can kill him. Yeah. Which is more likely since Agent Orange sent the guys after uh Gunner and all that stuff in past episode. Yeah. So, you know, Billy is 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 not as we see as the sh- as the show goes on, he is sort of conflicted, I think to a degree uh about Frank, but not not really. Not so conflicted as to get him to stop what he's doing. No. Yeah. No. No. And if it can't, when push comes to shove, no, he's he's gonna he's gonna take Frank out. Yeah. This episode seems to be a lot more uh, kind of set up and another episode where, at least in, from my perspective, not a lot seems to really happen. Well, we get some development with the Lewis storyline. Yeah that that's like the big happening of this episode is we see the character Lewis's 
going to be. Yeah. Now, again, I feel like his setup into his little descent into constitutionalist silliness is a little forced because I don't, I'm not, I don't, again, what he's going through in terms of his trauma, I don't know why suddenly, like, gun rights becomes his crutch to prop himself up. It's still, I, I'm not, I don't get it. I think he's just, he's a soldier who needs a battle to fight. I get and Maybe, this is maybe what, that's This it. is what he finds. That's fair, I, I guess. But, uh, so he's he's kind of slipping. He's got O'Connor as his as his kind of like you know guide that he's yeah. latched onto. And, and O'Connor's a jerk. They're handing out flyers and now to be fair, the cop is totally unjustified. Yeah, the cop is. Him. Yeah, the cop said. But, I have all but, respect in the world for for cops and whatnot, but but see that God bless them for the job they do. But the bad ones are. That's one of the points in the show though, where it's like, what are you trying to say? Your your message is getting a little muddy here. So like, I, I don't know what. Yeah, like I think it's just like the cop served as that next push to Lewis to get him know, to where they want him to be mentally. You're right, but like it, it being a a, a let's air quote corrupt police officer, right? What is? What, I wouldn't even say corrupt, just bad. Yeah, he's just not a good cop. No. But like, so what are you saying? You know what I mean? Like, what's the show trying to tell me then? Like, yeah. So, so Lewis is justified because this cop's bad. I think you know what I mean. Like, I think it's, the cop is representative of a lot of police officers and media who get bad press for being legitimately bad cops. He's just kind of like every every cop you see that screws up and does something bad. This is their representation right here, I don't know and if we we, need, we that. need something like that to move Lewis along to where we want him to be. I guess, but it it, it kind of. If I'm supposed to be afraid of Lewis, because eventually he does snap. As yeah. spoilers, we they need a catalyst to get Lewis back to Curtis, so Curtis can tell Lewis the truth about O'Connor. I feel you, but I feel like what they should have done is is Lewis should have outright snapped on this cop to some degree. He should have been in the wrong. I like giving him some kind of justification for where he goes, where he ends up. He's a little. It's slippery. No, because it showing I, I know what you're I know what you're saying. Sh- showing Lewis like display his knowledge of the law and what the cop can and can't do in that situation is showing that like he's trying to like even though he's a soldier who needs a battle, and this is the battle he's picked, whether we perceive it to be right or not, he perceives it to be right. I, I totally agree. But I just I don't know. I feel like it's you're 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 throwing cops under the bus to further his story when there's another way you could have did that where it just keeps Lewis on that same path without muddying those waters up a little bit. But that I could, it could it, everything in the show is intentional. At least I think it should be anyway. So what are you trying to say about this dirty cop? I don't know because I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little weird for me. That's that's all. that's you. all. That's all. But O'Connor bails on him. Yeah. Lewis gets arrested, O'Connor bails. Yep. He's a jerk. You know who else is a jerk? Who? Micro's son. Yeah. He punched his sister in the face. Straight cold cocker. Dude. No. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, I'm fortunate to have had my father for as long as I did before he passed away. I can't imagine what that would have been like for me had I been that kid's age. 
like you got a lot of rage there. You got a lot of anger and you need to, to put that somewhere. Yeah. Where it's not going to hurt anyone. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough that, you know, I was, I was in my mid thirties when it happened to me. If I'm, you know, this kid's age and I'm still developing how I handle normal emotions. And then you got to deal with something like that. Yeah. That's, that's rough. Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna have a little come to Jesus beaten come. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yes he is. Yes he Spoilers is. Spoilers for future episodes. Um so Madani and Sam but get that, out in to that Kentucky. situation, he's gonna kinda of flip the script on A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Madani and Sam go out to Kentucky and they see the, the Stein. Stein? Yeah, you said Sam. Is his name not Sam Stein? Is it? Yeah. Sam. Oh, yeah. Sam. Okay. So they go out to Kentucky and uh they find uh Gunner's body. Yeah, the battlefield. They see the battlefield and all that. But Donnie here... She's... All right. You know what she's like in this episode, which is weird? Maybe it's her specialty. She's like Billy in Predator. (laughs) (laughs) In this scene, she's looking at leaves and casings and going, there was a firefight here. (laughs) They were firing in all directions. (laughs) (laughs) I've also seen Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints. There was a firefight! Like... She knows everything that happened. She knows Castle was there. She knows there was two guys bleeding out. Like she, she had it all figured out. I'm just like, yeah. how do you know all that? They're trained, man. She's right, but how did you know that? Yeah. Anyway, so she she suspects Castle was there. Yes. Yeah. It has the blood tested? And turns out, lo and behold, oh, oh. yeah. He's a Frank. Hey. So, Curtis once again comes to the rescue and bails out Lewis. Yeah, and then drops the truth about O'Connor. He's, he's, that he's, he's a liar. Making stuff up. See, here's where I mean, I wasn't crazy about the character of O'Connor to begin with because I didn't like how he was like really the only depiction of Vietnam vets. Well, spoilers, he wasn't. Yeah, but like then they then it turns out he's just lying. At this point, I'm kind of waiting for him to be like, okay, yes, I was lying. But I'm part of this ah. where we need to, we want to bring you into. Gotcha. And I had to lie to get into that meeting to find the right type of people we're looking for. But there's no, like, there's yeah. not that. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I was lying. Fooled you. <laughs> um, well, you know, it is a show dealing with military. And, uh, you know, you throw a little stolen valor in there and. Yeah, they don't want ob- that. Obviously, it's very uh, disrespectful and dishonorable, yeah. and the show uh, <laughs> doesn't shy away from that. And Lewis certainly doesn't like it because no. night, night, step, step, step. Yeah. Um. Good night, sweet prince O'Connor. Yeah. You're you're done for. Um. So let's see here, real quick. The one scene that was pretty. Uh, again, the show overall. This is not the Punisher show I would have made, but it does. The the overall plot line is something that Garth Ennis would have come up with. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. But the lack of Frank killing, for lack of a better term, criminals and being centered, like they've really framed him as like you know a guy who was wronged and he's taking out his revenge on the those who wronged him. Yeah, that could be any character doesn't necessarily have to be the Punisher. Yeah, I think the the problem they had in 
this show and this season anyway was they had to establish two characters. They had to establish the Frank Castle that people who watched Daredevil season two met and knew. Now we have to establish that character in his own world and, you know, the rules that apply there. And then they also had to reestablish the character of Frank Castle that people who are just coming in this show for the first time who haven't watched Daredevil season two are just watching this. So they don't have any of that backstory from Daredevil season two. Well, we get a lot of that here. He's certainly uh, conflicted and torn, and uh, try they they try to make him somewhat sympathetic. Um, He's all out of shape. But the this scene that I did something. enjoy, where you know, this is again, it reminded me of Punisher comics at at, at their best. Frank tells Micro, "I had two essentially. I had two lives." Yeah, and sometimes I preferred the other one. I yeah. preferred to be in the muck with my with you know covered in blood and guns. Sometimes I would rather be there than with my family, yep. and that's what I got to live with. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the Frank I'm familiar with. The guy who reconciles and doesn't care, well, not doesn't care, but reconciles and moves in, just embraces that. That's the Punisher. So that's that's starting to creep out but he still fe- he still feels bad about it and i feel like eventually you got to get to a point where you know what he doesn't feel bad about it he just is maybe we get there by the end of this show but this series i don't know i'm 30 minutes away from finding out but uh <laughs> um that that confession in this episode uh was like ah okay yeah now you're selling me here that's frank yeah so um Billy uh, confronts Curtis, and Curtis plays it cool. Yep. That's, Does uh, Billy know Curtis is lying to him, do you think, here? They have a meeting later, and he's still... I don't think so. Okay. I don't think Billy knows... Bill, I don't know. At this point, Billy hasn't figured out that Curtis is lying to him. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I like when uh, Frank meets Billy. Uh, he calls him pretty. Because... <laughs> the comics... Spoilers. Billy the Butte becomes Jigsaw. So, you know, oh, oh, oh. I'm 30 minutes away, Carl. Let me let me let me be surprised. I wasn't sure if they were going to get there, but maybe Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um All right. All right. All right. I'm I'm with you here. I feel you. I'm, p- I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um question. Yes. After Frank leaves his meeting with Billy and Billy tries to, you know, yeah, make Frank the offer more. and all that. Yep. Why does Frank go to Micro's house? <laughs> I think. Because Micro doesn't send him this time. He just goes there. No, because and I, I think ultimately he feels bad about missing the dinner. Yeah. And sorry, I missed dinner. I was bleeding out in the woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the person that Frank is person that Frank is not the Punisher is not going to necessarily let something like that happen without an apology. Okay. Um, so Frank's interaction with Micro's family, it's like a very dangerous drug for him because it's, it's everything he had, 
and yeah. could have again. Like you can't say that the temptation is not there to just like walk into the bunker, put one in the back of Micro's head, and steal his family, <laughs> and just because like, yeah, I, I see. What, yeah, he's yeah. had he's had everything he had. He could possibly have again i don't is know it, i don't is know it that, going to be the same is it going to be as good as it was absolutely not but it's like any other drug it's it fills the void yes yeah maybe okay fair so, enough well that's rough do you, that, do you think frank's tempted slightly by billy's offer no no i don't think so okay um if he was he would have showed up <laughs> He may or may not have showed up. I'm not asking whether or not you think he'd actually do it. I'm just thinking if it's a temptation for him. Mm. I, I, I I don't know. I don't think so. For some reason, I just don't yeah. think. New passport, get out of the country again? Nah. It, if anything, I think he's more tempted by Micro's family than he is to yeah. get back out into field ops or whatever with, with Billy's unit. Yeah. But I could be wrong. But no, I don't think he's... I don't think he's into it. All right. He's either going to operate on his own or he's going to quit altogether. That's the kind of divide I feel like he's got right now. So that's episode six, I think. Whoa, whoa. We're halfway there. Just about. Whoa, whoa. You're sitting in a chair. I am. And believe it or not, we're walking on air. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. Oh, okay. Well, that's that, that's fine. Uh, I was going Greatest American here, but that's okay. It's fine. It's <laughs> rebooting that. I saw that, that's a ripe concept you could do. Sure, makes it, it, it plays. Television has now reached the point of films to where we're out of ideas. Oh yeah, they, they reboot did. it all. Oh yeah, all the things. Let's do Lost again. Let's do it right this time. <laughs> Let's just literally call that lost again. You you joke. But you know, <laughs> but you know in some boardroom right now, that's probably being pitched to someone. Probably. Like, guys, it's lost again. Uh, and, the, and the execs like, go on. I'm, I'm another I'm, plane. I'm with you. Okay. Another island. See? Is JJ involved? No. Well. <laughs> actually, to, to, be, to be fair, I don't, I don't want JJ involved. <laughs> no JJ, no Damon Lindelof, no Carlton Cuse. Do it right this time. I'm not mad. Yes, I am. Well, when you got to make, you know, three more seasons past what you were planning I on. Know, I know. I know. Anyway. Corporate greed, man. Ruins a perfectly good story every time. It ruins everything every time. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm happy. Happy, happy. (laughs) Enjoy. Joy. joy. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Like a flower marrying a bumblebee. I told you to shoot, but you didn't listen to me. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us again. We appreciate it. Uh, If you'd like to send us any questions or comments, you can find us at the following sources. 
You can go to Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Once again, we will be at Game on Land this Saturday starting at 12 noon. Come out, meet and greet us. We will be there to talk to you. We'll have some free comics to give away. Come check out some of the tournaments going on. It's going to be a great time, and we hope to see you there. Drew? Any uh, last thoughts? You look like you got something to say. Uh, no, I don't. Poochie, you like you have something to say. Uh, no, I certainly don't. <laughs> I'm going to go die on my way back to the home planet now. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Courts of Dreams.